what's up? Hello and welcome to the Bears, Birds, and Brews podcast. Is this thing on? This yeah, is a show on. about it's on. This is a show about craft beer and NFL football and the Bears head coaching search. Why well are you rocking back and forth? Uh, the Atlanta Falcons tie-in to the Bears head coaching search. And the, yeah, no, this is a show about Chicago and Atlanta sports. Thank you for listening. My name is Austin Kanye. My co-host is. Still confused of why you were like going into the camera and then out of the camera like this. Hey man, I'm I'm just I'm I'm lost in the moment, bro. I'm, we're on, we're on air. The bro, just let me. I'm be not me. a professional. <laughs> I know well, I can tell. Neither neither am I. But you're here. Thank you for listening to the Bears, Birds, and Brews podcast. This show about Chicago Bears and Atlanta Falcons, the craft beer. Uh, like I said, my name is Austin Fakani. My co-host is still confused why you're coming all the way to the. To the... Still there you go. Well, yeah, um, the Lakers were in Brooklyn yesterday. That's something you should know. The Royal Rumble is this weekend. We'll talk more about that at the end of the show. But between then and now, uh, we got a lot of football to talk about in the bill, such as, uh, well, let's talk about the, the main event. The Bears are the higher new GM yesterday. Yeah, I mean, we can start over there. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, yes, so we'll just start with the um, the team that's not playing or has been playing. Uh, the Chicago Bears, 50% of our podcast, but usually on a regular basis. 100% um, have... of our podcast is not playing right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, the Bears have hired a new GM. Uh, we have reached back to Kansas City uh, and gotten their um, – Per there, I think it's like the guy right beneath their GM, Brett Beach, is Ryan Poles or was because Ryan Poles is now the GM of the Chicago Bears. And yeah, so the Bears have hired the GM, uh, Ryan Poles. He, you know, he's, he's been through three different administrations in, um, in Kansas City, going back to Scott Pioli, ironically enough, who hired him. And then it went over to the um, John. Is that is that the guy I was talking about last week? Scott Pioli. Yeah, is that the guy? I think I so, but you didn't say his name right. You said like Scott. Yeah, because I said Pancetta I said Scott, something. I I said Scott Piolian and Bill Polian oh, or whatever. Yeah, you you confused <laughs> Bill Polian and Scott Piolian. You you, yeah. you you like fuse their names together. Um, but yeah, but I was so kind of right anyway. But no, you weren't 100 percent wrong. You weren't. You can't be kind of right. Being kind of right means you're wrong. <laughs> yeah, but Ryan Poles is Ryan Poles the right guy? Uh time will tell. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, uh, one positive thing was he did tell um, the McCaskey family, who owns the Chicago Bears, that uh, he's going to be making the head coaching decision. If they're not okay with that, he doesn't want the job. And the McCaskey oh, yeah. family was like, "Yeah, that works." Um, but that's a big thing because originally Chris Ballard. Uh, the GM of the Colts said the same thing to the McCaskies and they said, no, thank you. So mm-hmm. it seems like the McCaskies are learning from their ways. And that after, after the Bears said no to Chris Ballard, they ended up hiring Ryan Pace and then arranged marrying, mar- marrying the two between John Fox and Ryan Pace. So at least, you know, um, Ryan Poles is kind of, you know, you know, stepping taking up and saying no. Yeah, take, yeah. Uh, I, I still think that the Bears are being cheap and they just wanted to save money on his parking. So, you know, it, they could keep half the name and just replace in the middle part of the last name. Just kidding. There you go. Um, but yeah, so all indications he's supposed to be, a, you know, a, a good, um, good eye of talent. I mean, he rebuilt. He was supposedly the person who was in charge of the project to rebuild Kansas City's line this year. Yes, of course, Andy Reid and Brett Beach had a big part of that as well, but he was the one who was like, 
helping find the players and say, oh, we should go, go get an Orlando Brown. He's got a great oh. eye for talent. Yeah. And he's, he's a former offensive lineman. So he, he knows good offensive linemen, you know, right. um, he did play college at Boston college with one Matt Ryan. They were yeah. actually roommates. So yeah. today on the Waddle and Sylvie show, Matt Ryan came in and, you know, talked about, you know, what, a what a good you know person and a good uh, potential GM Ryan Poles would be. So all indications is that we made a good hire. Um, you know, the, the, the thing was girl, if, if you, the bears didn't hire Ryan Poles, yeah. yesterday the vikings were going to hire him today okay. so that's always promising when some when someone's in demand right if right. the bears didn't get him someone else was going to get him right away which kind of says that okay so this person he has the potential to be good now if everything works out we'll have to see but potentially he should be good okay so you like it i'm good with it i mean the, the like you know i i what i wanted with the bears will probably not happen ever i wanted there to be a full new you know top to bottom president gm head coach mm -hmm. all in line that's not happening uh, i mean i wanted omer khan to be like vp and then yeah i wouldn't mind ryan poles or elliot wolf or you know even ed dodd you know someone you know okay. someone good some someone and, with like reach and you know and also rick smith could have been an option that i'm good with but ryan poles seems like he's the next up and coming guy which i'm fine with Okay. And Ryan Poles is a person of color. Isn't that right? He's a minority. No, that is fan. correct. That is correct. Yeah, he's a black man, right? That's correct. Oh, yeah. That's good. I mean, we need more of that in the NFL. And I think for the city of Chicago, that's a great thing. I think for Justin yeah. Fields, that's outstanding. You know, uh, this and this guy has been working his way up. So he's earned the job as well on merit, like you said. It's a good beginning of a new era in Chicago, even though you didn't get a good entire rebuild. A new GM is a big deal. I mean, that yeah. is like, yeah, new like GM, new head coach being tied together. Refresh, you know, we're, like what do y'all say in the comic book universe? It's a different universe, you know? It's yeah. the Bears GM universe under Ryan Paul's now. And he might have Matt Ryan's old coach as his next head coach. Uh, yeah. That's um, the next thing on the list, right? For the Bears. Right. Head coach is the next thing. And I've been monitoring the Twitter waves. I mean, you know, let me do a quick refresh on Twitter just to see, you know, if I'm missing out on anything. Let me do a and, quick refresh. Yeah. And so when the bill tells you that, I'll say that uh, conversation he was referring to about Matt Ryan and uh, giving his good word for Ryan Paul's as a Bears GM. You can go to our Twitter at Bears, Birds and Brews. I tweeted that article out earlier today it's from NFL.com. And yeah, so they used to play Madden together in their dorm. It also talked about um, how Paul's like eats, breathes, and sleeps football. He's a football guy through and through. He's like, he loves it. And if you watch the Bear, the Bengals chatter over the weekend, somehow everybody on that team loves football. So it's setting a good culture and a good precedent in Chicago. And then once again, it's a man of color, which is good for the organization um, and the league. And, uh, so as of now, the Bears have not hired a head coach. I didn't miss anything in the last, you know, 20 minutes that, you know, we've been uh, pre-recording and recording this podcast. <laughs> um, but Dan Quinn did interview with the Bears today. And yes. So after, after Ryan Poles became the official GM, the first interview was Jim Caldwell. That happened yesterday. Um, and then today it was Dan Quinn and also Matt Eberflus, um, Jim Caldwell being, you know, the old head coach of Indy, former head coach of the Lions, 
I took the Lions to multiple playoff appearances, which is basically a Super Bowl, right? Mm-hmm. Um, then there's also Dan Quinn, you know, the former Atlanta coach, which everyone in this podcast should be fairly familiar with. with oh, what, we could talk about that. If we with Austin's sure. rants I'll... on Dan Quinn from, you know, about a year ago. Hey, and man, then you know, I can give it also, again. Don't tempt me. And there's also Matt Eberflus. Uh, he is the defensive coordinator of the Indianapolis Colts. Those are the three um, finalists as of now. Now, of course, they are saying that the list could be expanded now that Ryan Poles is the head, you know, the head honcho looking for the new head coach. Um, you know, just a couple of thoughts that about, you know, these three candidates. Um, you know, the thought on Jim Caldwell is that he's coming in with a, you know, a good plan of how to develop Justin Fields and make him, you know, the QB one of the Bears and make sure that he'll be a success. Um, Dan Quinn supposedly is coming in with the super staff, similar to what he did in Atlanta. Um, the rumor, the rumor staff for Dan Quinn is saying that he's going to be bringing Mike Kafka, the QB coach from the from the Chiefs over to the Bears as his OC. Um, my personal theory that I've been kind of going on since yesterday, since Ryan Coles was, you know, announced as a GM, is that Mike Kafka is not a Dan Quinn hire, but instead is going to be a Ryan Poles hire. Meaning that, you know, between Eberflus and Dan Quinn, regardless of the two coaches, I have a feeling that Ryan Poles is going to implement Mike Kafka as their OC um, since, you know, these are two defensive coaches who are going to be, you know, basically they're coming on the defensive side and they're going to want to put an offensive presence in. Um, And Mike Kafka has been seen as an up and coming, you know, OC, but he won't be the OC in Kansas city just because he's being blocked by um, Eric, the enemy, Mike Kafka, of course, for those of you who don't remember Mike Kafka, former Eagles uh, quarterback with Andy Reid, um, before that, he was the quarterback of Northwestern. He's a Chicago kid. So, you know, it just, it's a good story altogether. Um, but, I, but I feel like even if Jim Caldwell, an offensive coach, comes in as the head coach, I still feel like Mike Kafka might be put in as the OC um, just because he might be like the head coach in waiting. Because, you know, uh, Jim Caldwell is 67 years old. I don't – if he does well, take – he has a good track record, too, of success, as we know with the Lions. The last yeah. time the Lions were right, legitimately good, right? Yeah. Technically, yeah. Yeah. So I feel like Mike Kafka is going to be a Bears hire regardless of these three head coaches. Now, the now, only way that Mike Kafka isn't coming to Chicago is if, um, you know, a coach like Byron Leftwich or Brian Dayball comes available. Now, based off the recent rumors, Brian Dayball is headed to Miami. Um, it hasn't been official yet, but that's the most recent rumor. They're also saying that Nathaniel Hackett, the OC of the Packers, is actually interviewing with the Jaguars tomorrow, which tells me, well, not tells me, just tells the world that this Byron Leftwich to Jaguars that seemed like a done deal is no longer a done deal. And Byron Leftwich might be available again, which in that case, if Byron Leftwich is available, get him on a flight to Chicago. I would love Byron Leftwich as the Bears head coach to implement his offense. And the only thing that they were saying was Byron Leftwich is having trouble building his staff. Well, then you have a person like Ryan Poles with connections, you know, in so many places who can help build that staff, even bring in a Mike Kafka where, you know, you could take the Bruce Arians offense, take the Andy Reid offense and meld them together. But 
you know, that that's that's me getting ahead of everything. Um, mm-hmm. As of now, what's officially been reported, the three finalists are um, back to Jim Caldwell, <clears throat> Dan Quinn, and um, Matt Eberflus. Caldwell interviewed yesterday, Dan Quinn and Matt Eberflus interviewed today. And as of 7.38 p.m. Eastern time on January 26th, which is the anniversary of the 85 Bears winning the Super Bowl, nice. uh, there is no head coach of the Bears which kind of also tells me that Dan, if Dan Quinn was going to be the head coach, I feel like he would have been the head coach by now. Same with Eberflus. So I don't think we'll know who the head coach is. They, they want to get the head coaching wrapped up by end of next week, they're saying. But I feel like Dan Quinn has an interview in Denver tomorrow and the Giants are hot after him. So I think Dan Quinn might be out, but that's just me reading the tea leaves, you know. And, and, Jim Caldwell potentially willing to give an answer of whether or not he accepts a job. Is that also what you're trying to say? Well, the, well, Jim Caldwell will take the job. The Bears haven't offered him a job yet. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. So, so the, the Bears haven't offered Jim Caldwell the job yet. Jim Caldwell is a and, Bill Polian guy. Bill Polian really wants the Bears to hire Jim Caldwell. Um, and, you know, Bill Polian and Jim Caldwell go way back to, you know, Indy. But, you know, the, the Bears – haven't offered him the job yet. And, um, you know, there are some, there's a lot of positives with Jim Caldwell, but there's also a lot of concerns, you know, he's been out of the league for the past five years. Um, when he, when he was in the league, he was on Brian Flores's, um, staff in Miami and he had to step down a month in for health reasons. Now, Hey, you know, he might be completely healthy now, but at the same time, you know, you don't want to bring in a head coach, and have to worry about anything like that um there's also especially with one you're trying to build for the future right and and the other thing is he is 67 right like i'm not trying to be just not trying to say but you know how long is he going to be the head coach for no you Um, have to take that into consideration for sure you do um, in today's world especially if you haven't been in the nfl in a few years and how the game has changed from offense to defense in the last couple of years and what you're trying to build uh, okay, last question on the Bears coaching search for you is like, who would you want? And who's your ideal candidate? And also, is should Sean Desai going to stay? Because he should, right? Yeah. Um, so as of now, who do I want of the people that are like attainable? You know, I could always say Sean Payton, who Sean Payton is no longer the head coach of the Saints, FYI. Um, right. He did step down. Yeah, so I'm Sean saying Payton? your ideal candidate. Yes. What's like, if they, what if they're interviewing Sean Payton right now? And I know there's like another name out there. That could potentially be Listen, interviewed. If I can get Sean Payton, sign me up right now. But that's not going to happen. It's not realistic. If I can get Jim Harbaugh right now, I would love that. I don't think that's going to happen. Of the realistic candidates between, you know, the three I named earlier, Byron Leftwich, Brian Dayball, um, you know. Probably not I, Todd Bowles because Todd Bowles is on the market too. Todd, like, I don't think – the thing is, like, between Todd Bowles, Dan Quinn, and Matt Eberflus, outside of the two heavy experience – I don't see much of a difference. No, one um, has a Super Bowl ring. That's the difference. The pedigree is different with Todd Bowles now that he's. Won. What do you mean one has sure. a Super Bowl ring? Dan Quinn has a Super Bowl ring. No, he doesn't. Yeah, with, with the, I mean, with with the, the well, okay with, with Seattle. But yeah, with, 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 where does Todd who's Bowles it? have a Super Bowl ring? Last year, as a defensive coordinator. Exactly. So Todd Bowles and Dan Quinn both have the same Super Bowl ring. They're both for defensive. Yeah, but again, I mean, I don't want to talk about context as King game, but it's just like, dude, that was last year versus. Five years ago, and we saw what I mean. Dan Quinn did as a head coach. Is, we is saw he ready? what Todd Bowles is, is did Todd as Bowles a head ready? coach of the Jets. I mean, so okay, so 
maybe they're not even the best candidates available is what you might be trying to say, at least for the Bears perspective. But he is out there. But but but, but what, what what I'll say between the two, I don't see that big of a difference between Dan Quinn and Todd Bowles. I don't. Yeah, that, yeah, again, that's right. Just that's just right to summarize. But yeah. Okay, so they're not really relevant to you, whereas like Jim um, Harbaugh. I, I, I would Payton. say Brian Dable. I mean, if you look Brian at Brian Dayball and you look what he did with Josh Allen, uh, if you look at Josh Allen's rookie numbers and you look at Justin Fields' rookie numbers, they're oddly similar. Um, so, and but you said the rumor on him might be he's going to see Tua in Miami potentially. Yeah, it, right. it looks like Brian Dayball's heading to Miami. So after that, um, I would say Byron Leftwich. And if neither of those two, I'm okay with Jim Caldwell. But with the Jim Caldwell hire, I need someone like a Mike Kafka, like a Mike mm-hmm. McDaniel, like a Joe Brady to be paired with him kind of okay. as the next up-and-coming guy, similar to what Tony Dungy and Jim Caldwell did. So Tony Dungy yeah. was there for an extended period of time. After, after the they won the Super Bowl, Tony Dungy basically went to Jim Caldwell and said, hey, one more year, then you're the head coach. And right. similar to that, hey, Jim Caldwell comes in, He's a head coach for three years after that. Like, hey, Mike Kafka, that's enough time for you. Because l- let's say hypothetically Mike Kafka wants to be a head coach. He's mm-hmm. three years away anyway right now. Yeah. If, if Eric Bieniemy gets a um, if Eric Bieniemy gets a head coaching job this year, even hypothetically, if he gets a job, he'll be the he'll be the OC. He'll be two years away before he's a head coach. So right. it'd be the same trajectory for Mike Kafka. It just mm-hmm. kind of makes sense for him to come in as a head coaching waiting. Again, this is just my personal theory. Do I think it's going to happen? Probably not, because I'm normally wrong about this stuff. But it kind of just makes sense in my mind. Yeah, okay. And then as far as what you think is going to happen, we'll just find out. Because like you said, we all got to wait and see. As of now, I am leaning towards Jim Caldwell, because I feel like um, Ryan Poles was – the rumor was Ryan Poles wanted Dan Quinn. And um, so he had to meet with Dan Quinn before he could do it. But I felt like – feel like if him and Dan Quinn were the match that the rumor was, we would have known that Dan Quinn's the head coach by now, you know, because okay. going into yesterday, the rumor was the Bears wanted Ryan, Ryan Poles. That's, that was a rumor going into yesterday. And by three o'clock, no, I'm sorry, but by, by noon, we knew Ryan Poles was the GM mm-hmm. and that didn't happen today. So something, you know, something is off, you know, something's weird. Okay. All right. Well, we'll find out next week. And for this week, all right, before we talk about next week, Nabil, did you watch the playoffs over the weekend? Oh, you're talking about the best weekend of football ever? 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 Yes, ever? absolutely. That's, that's the one. Ever, 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 ever. Uh, no, that's pretty – I mean, what more could you ask for? Three walk-off – four walk-off wins, including yeah. three walk-off field goals, and then a walk-off touchdown to end it all. Yeah. Which is um, – We'll just work our way backwards. Let's just run through these real fast. Mahomes okay. versus Josh Allen. I mean, uh, th- that that was literally like – so Mahomes-Josh Allen, that game, first of all, it lived up to every hype that everyone thought it would. But second of all, like, what I would say is, like, imagine having, like, the best sandwich ever. Mm-hmm. And then after that, you're given a medium-rare ribeye steak. Like, oh, here you go. Yeah, right. something even better. Like you know, right. g- going going in from Saturday to Sunday, you're like, okay, Saturday was amazing. There's no way Sunday could live up. Yeah. And then after that, you watch the the first game on Sunday. You're like, you know, you see Tom Brady and whatever happened. We'll go into what happened in a minute. 
Yeah. And you're like, okay, there's no way the next game can live up. And then it does. So right. like that, the, the, the four games we watched this weekend were each was more amazing after another. It really was. It really was. And the, the order was outstanding. Um, and so Mahomes, I think the thing about the Chiefs versus Bills game is I want to see that matchup again, but in the playoffs specifically, I want to see it again. One, two, I do think the Bills are good enough to win offensively, defensive. I mean, either, just one team had to get a defensive stop. That's all it was. Yeah. One, and defense wins championships, or at least it used to, because clearly not anymore, right? I mean, I think that's what we saw on Sunday night. Yeah. But um, I think either team between Buffalo or Kansas City, win or lose, you got to be like, that team earned that game. Like, if the Bills would have won, you would have been like, damn, dude, they – I mean, if Mahomes would have got stopped with 13 seconds left, he would have been like, yeah, dude, Josh Allen had a minute yeah. left and he did it, right? I mean, either team deserved to win that game. If the Bills win the toss in overtime, they should have done that. And real quick on the overtime thing, I think, like, you know, people want to make it college football overtime in the NFL. Who knows what's going on? We talked about the technicality of, like, they said they're going to start a new game versus playing a traditional overtime because there can be no tie, right? So, like, mm-hmm. verbiage-wise, I wonder if the proper solution is in the playoffs, you have to play a full 10 minute period or a full 15 minute period. And in regular season, it's like field goal, field goal, touchdown, tie. That's it. I I kind of agree with what you're saying. This is what I would, I would for the, you know, I know everyone has given their overtime theory of how to fix overtime. And we're going overtime on these segments, by the way. So it's fine. It's It's perfect. Yeah. So this is mine. Uh, Overtime is a 10-minute overtime. You play the full 10 minutes. And if somehow you're still tied after those 10 minutes, your second overtime is five-minute overtime. You play the full five minutes. And if somehow after two overtimes, you're still in overtime, the third overtime is uh, college overtime rules, two-point conversion or whatever. Because if you get to three overtimes at that point, the game just has to end as quickly as possible. But – First so, overtime, 10 minutes, because a, a team can put together about a seven minute drop. Right. And, it, and it, you can also account for the two minute warning in that scenario. Yeah. So a team can put together a seven minute drive. So that can essentially eat up all of overtime. So it, it brings more strategy to it. It's not just, you know, one touchdown and it's over. So I say a 10 minute overtime followed by a five minute double overtime, followed by a two point conversion college BS rules. For the third overtime. So, so I almost wonder, I would say, I think my only alternative to that is I would eliminate the second five minute overtime. I would go 10 minute period and after a 10 minute period, go straight to, because essentially with a five minute overtime, it's like, I mean, unless everything goes perfectly and talking about after 70 minutes of game time, you execute a perfect 90 minute drive and take like four minutes off the clock it's still going to come down to probably a possession or two each. So that right. essentially is like a de facto overtime. The only so reason I, for player safety, I would do a 10-minute period and then straight college overtime rolls. That's what, that, the only difference. That's fair. The, the only reason I said five-minute overtime was because it's very difficult for two teams to possess a full five-minute drive, right? Five minutes is enough for one team to have a drive and not enough for another team to have a drive. So that's why I said five minutes for the second overtime. But, you know, that, that's not something I'm holding on to. I mean, as yeah, long as well, the first drive is oh, – as long as the first overtime is 10 minutes, second overtime you're doing the college overtime two-point conversion, that's yeah. 
But then you also got to think too, now you're doing three coin flips in one game because you got the coin flip to begin the game, the coin flip for overtime, and then a third coin flip. That well, could no, literally so, be a lock of the draw, which is so where what, you're trying to – What I would here. say is this. First overtime, yes, a coin flip. Second overtime, the other team gets it. Third overtime, the reverse team gets it. Which, again, then becomes college football, essentially. But yeah. we can talk about that. Y'all can talk about that at Bears version. Okay, so that was the first game or the last game. Third game, real quick, uh, Tampa Bay, 27-3. to three. I don't really see the correlation there. Of course, I kind of do. But you got to think – I mean, I think Tom Brady – is probably thinking right now, like, how much more do I want to do? And do I want to go out like that again? Because I've had a really good run, an improbable run by so many standards, and I'm happy, and I still have everything in front of me, future, career, and family-wise. Uh, what a game, though. You, you brought that up on the chat, and I thought you were crazy, thinking that Tom Brady might retire. And there's been some chatter about him potentially retiring. I still don't think he's going to retire. I don't think he's going to want to go out the way – this season ended um also like go out with his team that was so injured this year i feel mm -hmm. like he wants to come back next year and prove not prove because everyone already knows he's the greatest but come back and you know win another super bowl and potentially next year ride out go out winning on a his super bowl terms. on his terms, on, yes yeah so i okay. i don't i don't think he's retiring well, so, and, and that's a good point in the bill. And I, I also agree with that too, right? Like, cause you're going to get Godwin back for the playoffs next year. Think about how much he could have used him. And at yeah. the same time too, you got to think like he did just as good without, I mean, he could have had Godwin and it could have gone the same exact way potentially. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, of course he's not going to think that, but like realistically it's like Tom Brady got beat by a field goal at the very end of the game. How many times, has he done it to other people? And the fact that it actually happened to him is like poetic justice for so many people across the league. Obviously, he doesn't want to hear that. But then the only other thing I'd have to say to that is, what if next year ends the same way and it goes down in disappointment or even worse than it did this time? Then is he going to come back for a third time? Like if, or you know, like Stone Cold Steve Austin, we'll talk about wrestling real fast and transition here. Is like Stone Cold Steve Austin is like, he knew that match that he did against the rock at WrestleMania, whatever, 17 or 18 or whatever. He said he knew that was his last match ever because I'm pretty sure it was in Seattle at the, you know, probably where the Seahawks play or where the Mariners play. And um, he said, people always ask me to come back for another match. And he said, why would I come back for another match if I can't do anything after that? Like what happens after the one comeback run? then I retire anyway. Like eventually I have to just put it down and put it down for good. And once you get over the, that hump, then it's over. But does Tom Brady have one more left? I mean, of course he has one more left if he wants to do it. We'll see. What I mean, happens. he led the league in passing and the touchdowns this year. So I don't think he's, you know, he's rusty. Is he, vegan? He's, Is he huh? vegan? Do we know if he's vegan or does he just eat kind of weird? No, he's, he's not vegan. He eats meat. Okay. He has to, right? Probably. Yeah, um, he eats meat. Right. So anyway, he, so, he doesn't need. He doesn't need. Um, what do they call? He doesn't tomatoes. Oh really? He doesn't need tomatoes. Or I think sugar. they call like, huh? Or sugar. He doesn't need like yeah. refined. Sugar I think they call like nightshades. He doesn't need nightshades. It includes like, I don't know what they are, but nightshades. He doesn't eat them. But I'm pretty sure fruits he like, fruits he, he's never been claimed as a vegan. Um, okay. so, so fruits that grow in the dark, maybe. But uh, I was gonna say from one twelve to another, unless you got something else to say. 
No, no, I was, I'm ready to talk about the other 12 because yeah, the other 12, one 12 to another. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they were saying that he was going to boycott the playoffs, and um, he has. I mean, he's gone. Aaron Rodgers has been eliminated from the playoffs via two Chicago people. One, Robbie Gold, who literally kicked him out of the playoffs via field mm-hmm. goal. And two, Jimmy Garoppolo, who was a Chicago kid. So, you know, San Francisco, you know, I've all – I wanted to take them last week. I just didn't have the balls to take them. I think I think everybody wanted to take them, to be honest. Because you and I agreed. Like, they had yeah. what it takes to beat them. And they did yeah. it. They did yeah. it for the fourth time in the playoffs. Yeah. But, um, and Kyle Shanahan is a genius. Don't No, no cap. I think I think that's, like, the re, the recent, like, trend of words to say no cap, right? Something like that. Yeah. No well, cap. Girl, I never disagreed with that. We all know we all know my stance on that. I never disagreed with that because I don't think it was Kyle Shanahan's fault. But anyway, you know. Um uh, Kyle Shanahan, I mean Shanny, uh Shanny did it. Um, but yeah, I well mean, he hasn't done it yet. He just eliminated Aaron Rodgers. He if he does yeah. it this weekend and he gets back to the Super Bowl after this weekend, then I would say, like, okay, win, lose, or draw. He's this is third Super Bowl that he's masterpieced. He's legit, you know. Oh, he's already legit. Um, but I, I will say that um, you know, it was it was a great game to watch. I mean, it wasn't the offensive juggernaut we all thought we were going to see. But you know, Aaron Rodgers. What was the final score like? Thirteen ten. Is thirteen ten or sixteen thirteen? It was thirteen ten. I'm pretty sure. I can look. Okay. It up. Um, I, I can actually do it right here. I have it right right over here. It was you're right. Thirteen ten. So Aaron Rodgers yeah. got one touchdown. One touchdown. Yeah, and um, so and- can I just say real fast? You know, uh, sports betting is legal in New York. I live here in New York, whatever. But it got legal the weekend I came here, so I did hop on DraftKings over the weekend. The bill at like, mm. while I was out watching the game at the bar, and I did put a prop bet in for Aaron Rodgers or Aaron Jones to get the second touchdown of the game. It mm. ended up being it ended up being the 49ers defense off that second block kick, which was. Mm. They got one block kick and you thought, damn. And then they got another block kick for a touchdown. It was a punt the second time. And you're like, wow, that ended up being the second touchdown. But if Aaron Rodgers, instead of looking for Devontae Adams in the goal line and taking a sack where he just looked at his left and dumped it off to Aaron Jones, he would have had a second Packers offensive touchdown in the game. And we would be having a completely different conversation right now. Well, I'm glad he didn't. I'm glad he did. Yeah, I'm sure you – and I'm glad – I'm not glad that he didn't because – I lost five dollars. I could have got thirty-two dollars off of that, and that's I. I you know was what? I'll close. give you five dollars. Whatever, get out of here. Okay. Well, all right. That's good. That's, all right. So now I got my money back. Kyle Shanahan is back in the NFC Championship. <laughs> Robbie Gold is probably he can go out and retire as happy as hell now because he kicked Aaron Rodgers out of the playoffs. Um, and um, you know, just going on to the last game. Well, the first game that we're going to talk about last. Uh, you know. Uh, Cincinnati versus Tennessee um, that game was it was just a fun game to watch I mean it wasn't the offensive juggernaut that we've been seeing of the Bengals coming out similar to you know the um, Packers game the offense wasn't there but you know Joe Burrow was making the plays when needed and all I'm gonna say is Joe Burrow is gonna be here for a long time and he's gonna be a great quarterback I mean, so, I, I still don't yeah. know. I, I still am on Team Herbert right now, but Joe Burrow is that dude. Yeah, okay. So I want to say real quick, I didn't get to watch a lot of Saturday's game, but I did follow the score while I was out and about, obviously. And 
it seemed like an appropriate start to the NFL playoffs this past weekend, right? Like a defensive battle, you're in the playoffs. Like, of course, what do you expect? And especially at 4.30 on the Saturday, which is like a college football start time, you know? And um, mm-hmm. so they got that. I think we talked about defense wins championships. We'll tell you what's interesting about both the Bengals and the 49ers winning in regards to defense because uh, we'll talk about that in a second. But Grandpa Joe Burrow, that's the nickname, right? Patrick Mahomes' nickname is the Grim Reaper. Aaron Rodgers, we don't know what he's going to do next Probably year. Tough. Yeah, we don't know what he's going to do next year. And Tom Brady, we also don't know what he's going to do next year. But now you got going into this weekend, we talked about Patrick Mahomes, the Grim Reaper. That's the new nickname. Joe Burrow uh, being, you know, Grandpa Joe Burrow. They're playing each other in the AFC Championship. And the Bill, did you know that both teams in both games this weekend, both games feature a matchup between 10 and 7 and 12 and 5 teams? And as you'd expect, the Bengals are the 10 and 17. So are the 49ers. They won both on Saturday, both with defense. And now they're going into a championship, conference championship game against 12 and five teams in the Rams and the Chiefs, who had lights out offensive performances on Sunday to win their games. Yeah. Um, Matt Stafford. You, you're not the man until you are, right? You're not the man mm-hmm. until you beat the man. We talked about that with Georgia. We talked about that with Ric Flair. Georgia beat Michigan again when Tom Brady finally lost, and Matt Stafford is the one who beat him. So now Matt Stafford is the guy. He got the juice, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, he's going to go up against Shanahan. We'll talk about that, but you're talking about Joe Burrow. So now Chiefs, Bengals, what do you expect this weekend, Bill? Oh, dude, I expect, um, you know, I don't – it's a – I don't think it's going to be close. I think uh, Mahomes is going to go off. I mean, okay. that offense is just too much. I don't think the Bengals defense is anywhere close to the Bills defense. And we saw what, you know, Kansas City mm-hmm. to the Bills defense. Fair, um, fair. I do think that Jamar Chase is going to go off, but I don't think it's again, going to be Again, let's, let's make this here. He's going to go off again because mm-hmm. the last time these two teams played was only a couple weeks ago in like week mm-hmm. 16 or 18 or 17 of the NFL yeah. season. I guess the Bengals won that game for some reason. I thought the Chiefs won, but that was the game that Jamar Chase had like 250 yards. He had more yards than Mahomes did. Yeah, and in receiving yards, and he had three touchdowns in that game. That's the reason I ended up losing my fantasy league. We'll talk about that in October. But, uh, you know, um, so you think Jamar Chase is going to go off again? Yeah. Even though the Bengals are not going to win? Yes. Okay, that's fair. And then now the other game of the weekend. You got San Francisco has been L.A. twice this year already. So San Francisco has actually beaten the Rams the last six appearances. The last six right. matchups, San Francisco has won. Because um, we talked about that because the last time they played, the first time they played this past season was mm-hmm. on Monday Night Football. And I thought yeah. I brought that up to you, yeah. Because at that so, point it was 4 and now, and now it's 5 yeah. or 6 and now. yeah. Yeah. So – I, I don't know, like between – I feel like Shanahan has people's numbers and McVay's one of those people. You know, LaFleur is one of those people and so is McVay. Uh, both of those people, ironically enough, were <laughs> below him in on Washington when they were on the same staff. You know, oh, LaFleur wow. was on that staff and so was McVay. And they mm-hmm. were both two notches below uh, Kyle Shanahan. So I do think that um, even though the Rams are at home, I feel like Shanahan has the advantage. Um, and I also feel like even though the Rams defense has been playing lights out, 
I feel like the Niners defense is going to step up. Okay. Okay. Uh, I mean, they stepped up huge against Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. This past weekend. So why not again? Right. I mean, that's kind of what the, what's gotten them here so far because Jimmy Garoppolo is good, but Kyle Shanahan is like the driver of that vehicle. And then the San oh, yeah. Francisco defense obviously has a huge part to do with that. So, okay. That's it, man. We only got two games to talk about. That's it. You know, those are the mm-hmm. only two. Um, and uh, I don't even know, man. I think this week, like the games last weekend were great. Just, yeah. We got lucky. I think even if the Super Bowl and these next two games suck, we got to be happy with the NFL playoffs because of what happened last weekend. So the fact that we still have two more games left or three more games left is like what a treat for us fans. I think um, you'll probably see the Chiefs win this weekend. Right, like I mean, I think at the, they. Have I mean, hey, let's just go into predictions for that. Agree. Yeah, because they they have more experience, right? I mean, like, and Patrick Mahomes. So I think the way that the they won that game against the Bills, they have a lot of confidence against them, mm-hmm. and especially if they lost this team a couple weeks ago, I don't expect Patrick Mahomes to go down like that. And they're at home, um, so I definitely think that the Chiefs are going to win this weekend. And uh, you kind of said the same thing, right? I mean, I think that's mm-hmm. pretty much that. And then as far as San Francisco and L.A., again, this game is going to be in L.A. where the Super Bowl is at. I'm going to take the Rams here, even though, like you said, like everything dictates that Kyle Shanahan – and partially to differ from you because I feel like you're probably going to take the 49ers, so I'll just take the Rams by default. But because of that, um, I think it's like Matt Stafford is going to have the game of his life He's going to need to have the game of his life. And Isn't that I last think, week? Uh, and it might have been last week. I mean, we'll find out. But then again, I do think that, like, uh, L.A. wasn't that far off from beating San Francisco the last time they played each other to knock them out of the playoffs. They really weren't. And so you got to think that, like, eventually the mighty will go down. I mean, and Jimmy Garoppolo is still not 100% unless they're shooting them up with something crazy, you know? <laughs> Should he wasn't on the injury report, game. but I'm sure he's not 100%. Yeah, should be a good game, though. But, I mean, I feel like I'm going to take the Rams just to say that, even though I think the 49ers are going to win. Anyway, what are you – Again, thinking? taking both sides. Yeah, of course. Well, you know. Right, well, let's, just bets, going to, let's just go into predictions then. Um, you know, starting with the Bengals at the Chiefs. Uh, Chiefs are favored minus seven. Awesome. What you got? Um, yeah, I'll take, I'll take the Chiefs. 31-21. Okay. Um, yeah, I also got the Chiefs. Um, yeah, I don't think it's going to be that close. Um, I'll take the Chiefs 35-24. Okay. Then, uh, the next yeah. game, we got 49ers at Rams. Uh, Rams are favored minus three and a half. Uh, yeah, I'll take the Rams here by touchdown. Okay. I think. And I'll take them like uh, 27 27- to 26 or 27 and 20 gotcha i got the 49ers winning by a field goal i don't think it's going to be that high scoring um 20 to 17 i got niners um, 20 to 17 okay and then after this we'll talk about the super bowl man i mean did we expect to did are the oh, are you surprised these are the final four teams um not not by the chiefs not by the rams the Bengals and the niners yes Okay. Um, I, don't we have one more prediction? Yeah. So you want to talk about Royal Rumble? Royal Rumble is this weekend on Peacock. 
Yeah. And uh, 30 man, it's a, it's a Saturday night event, you know, because the NFL did an extra week now. Because before the Royal Rumble used to be the weekend, the Sunday night between the championship weekend and the Super Bowl, actually. And uh, now we got the Royal Rumble on Saturday night and then both football games on Sunday night. So, Nabil, who do you think is going to win the Royal Rumble? 30 minutes. I don't even know if this guy still wrestles, but this is the only name I know, uh, Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns, okay. Interesting, interesting. Roman Reigns. He, well, Roman Reigns is the tribal chief, man. He's the universal heavyweight champion. He's not even – he's not going to fight it because oh, he's, okay. already, he's already the champ. But I'm but, happy you said that because you got to acknowledge the tribal chief. That means he is the biggest star in wrestling right now, and I think his cousin is actually going to make a comeback and win the Royal Rumble, and I'm talking about the one and only Rocky Rock. Maivia. Oh, the Rocky. Yeah, oh, yeah. Rocky Maivia, the Rock is going to come back to Royal Rumble and then he's going to take on Roman Reigns for SmackDown or for the WrestleMania in Dallas, which in the build, all right, tell me what you think about this. SmackDown, the last SmackDown before WrestleMania is at Barclays Center. I think I might go. I think you should. I think I will. And then I think I'll see the rest of y'all online at Bears, Birds, and Brews this weekend. We'll be watching the game, making predictions. And uh, peace. Show your love. Show your love.